0: Hello and welcome to brave and boss the podcast. You're listening to episode 21. Should you have a Facebook group? Let's dig in. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose driven founder who wants to grow their e commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the ethical fashion line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back. I'm so excited that you have decided to spend the next. 15 to 20 minutes of your life with me on Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of Encircled and the podcast host here at Brave and Boss. Um, Today's topic is, should you have a Facebook group? So I wish I could ask you guys a question and have you respond right, right away, but I would guess that a lot of people who are listening to this episode probably don't have a Facebook group related to their business, since it's a little bit less common for product-based businesses to have Facebook groups. Now on this episode, what I hope to cover is what is a Facebook group, why people have Facebook groups, um, how to manage a Facebook group, and how to monetize a Facebook group. It's going to be a quickie. It's going to go really quickly. So grab a notebook and let's jump into it. So let's start off with what is a Facebook group. So at the baseline, there's something called a Facebook page. And then there's a Facebook group. A Facebook page is probably what you're most familiar with is, you know, you can like a page of a brand you like, let's say you like, um, Rachel Hollis, the life coach. So you could like Rachel's page. But Rachel may also have a group and a group is basically a community. While you can have discussions on a page, it's largely managed by the brand. So they put out posts and you can comment on them for sure. And sometimes depending on page permissions, you can comment on their page. However, a page is kind of like an outward like um, push marketing. So you're pushing out content over and over again, um, and we all know with Facebook's algorithm changes that seeing a page and getting people to like your page now is incredibly difficult. Uh, you basically need paid ads to be able to do that, um, which are getting more expensive as well. And I will talk about in a future episode for sure. Um, but a Facebook group is different in the sense that anybody can have a Facebook group. You know, you don't need to be a brand. You could be, you know, a life coach. You could be somebody passionate about cats or tofu, basically it's a community that you can start on Facebook. And I've started a couple of them. So I'm happy to talk about those examples. Um, The first one I started is uh, when I was in B-School, Marie Forleo's B-School, way, way, way back in the day. I think this was in like 2013 or yeah, maybe around then. And um, I started a group for e-commerce retailers because B School had a huge Facebook community. However, I felt like, you know, as an e-commerce product-based business, there was definitely less of us. So I created a group to, um, for us to connect, basically. Uh, so there's almost a thousand members in that group, I think, currently. Um, and it's all product-based business owners, um, primarily female. Actually, that's not intentional, but that's just the way it is. And it's actually set up as a secret group. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about the differences between a secret group and the other types. Um, but there's a few privacy options for groups. Um, but yeah, essentially it's a a community where you can post like a message board, if you will. Um, and there's now a lot more things you can do in a group that you couldn't do before. Um, so let's talk about the options for groups. So I mentioned that I have a group that is secret so it's private and it's not visible in search so if you search for this b-school e-tailers and retailers group you wouldn't find it you'd have to have a link to the group or somebody in the group would have to invite you and then you'd have to be approved one of the reasons we set that up um, like that is because when it was closed which is the second type of facebook group structure uh, the group was getting a lot of spam invites and it was just like Every admin, because every group has administrators or moderators, if you will, uh, who run the group, we're getting like just like thirty notifications a day, and it was a lot. Um, so the second type of group is closed group, and that is something that is private. So you have to request access. However, somebody could find it in search. So let's say you want to make a community about um, you know people who love yoga, but you want the content in the group to be private, you would make it a closed group. And the third and final type of Facebook group is a public group. So a public group is something that's open. Anybody can join. um, And the content and posts are visible to everybody. I don't recommend this generally because you have to have people who are comfortable with having their content and their comments shared everywhere. And a lot of people aren't like that. Um, So those are kind of the privacy options of Facebook. Um, there are many Facebook groups out there. I highly recommend actually you looking for some uh, for entrepreneurship. Some of my favorite ones are the Shopify entrepreneurs group. If you are an e-commerce entrepreneur and you use Shopify, you should definitely be in that group. They have over a hundred thousand people in there now. That is so crazy. I think when I joined, they had 6,000 or something. So I feel like one of the original gangsters of that group. Um, but it's a really helpful, uh, group. Uh, who has a lot of like tips and a lot of resources and a lot of experienced members in there? Um, and you can pretty much join i don't I don't know if there's a limit. I think maybe there's a limit. there's like five thousand groups you can join, but you're probably not going to hit that. Um, but yeah, you can join as many groups as you can. You can search for topics that are relevant. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how they work and posting and all that logistics stuff is super easy. You guys are all running e-commerce businesses. So I feel like I shouldn't have to explain that to you. Just go in there and play around with it. Um, there's lots of things you can do in a group and I'll talk about that a little bit more on the engagement side. But first of all, I want to talk about, you know, why would you even have a Facebook group as a product based business? Like what, how and why would that ever make sense? Um, so as I mentioned the minute, the beginning of this, like Facebook pages for brands are getting less and less visibility. There was a time where you could share a post from a page and like thousands of people would see it and like it. And like that page, you know, that was like the heyday of Facebook. I would say it was probably maybe five years ago that that was like that. There was like a very finite time, at least when I was starting my brand where, you know, I would see hundreds of people join our page a day and like it. Um, but now it's definitely much slower growth and much more difficult on Facebook for sure to get organic likes. So free unpaid likes on your Facebook page. So one of the reasons that brands started creating Facebook groups was to get engagement and have their messages seen by a community who really loves their products um, and to essentially build community around something that they're doing. So there's a couple of like specific reasons. So you know, obviously, if you want to create a community where they're going to see your content more, that's great. But there has to be something in it for the community members. So you can't just create like a Facebook group for you know people who shop at Shopbop. Like I guess you could, but like the the conversation would probably be pretty shallow. It's just going to be like conversations around fit and size and. You know, maybe new products and stuff like that, which may be helpful depending on the age and demographic of your ideal customer. However, for the most part, I think you want to create a, uh, a Facebook group that's built around content and built around an overall lifestyle um, so that you can truly create a community. Some of the most successful Facebook groups I've seen for product based businesses really focus around some element of lifestyle that that brand is promoting. So, I believe Nike has one that's around like their fitness community. Um, and people are in there kind of asking advice and, you know, giving their two cents. Um, you know, you really want to shape it around something related to your brand. For Encircled, uh, we started as a travel clothing line. So, originally, I started our Facebook group as the League of Travelistas. So, it was a community for, you know, female, travelers to get together and talk about um, you know the travels and their favorite packing hacks and all that kind of stuff and we have over a thousand people in that group and haven't really even tried to promote it I would say um, but it's still a community and there's people in it. Um, again it's something where you know never, not everybody's gonna see every post even if they're in a group but it's definitely a focused way to uh, reach people. So you want to think about your brand and what is your point of difference. So if you are involved, for example, in like natural beauty, maybe you can make a community that's, let's say you do like paraben free makeup or something like that. Maybe you can create a group that's about natural beauty tips or something like that you know, it doesn't have to be specifically about your brand. Like I would never create a group that says like the encircle club. Like that's not cool. Who wants to join that? I don't even want to join that. And I own the company. Like you want to create it around a topic of interest to people. Um, so I think that's important to think about like, what is that pivot point for you? And how can you enhance people's lives, your customers' lives with your content. Because while it's a great place to post your content, um, you want people to engage with your content as well. So that's really, really important. Um, I would think too that like you want to like look at your brand's value proposition as well. So you could like for example with Encircled, I could have gone a couple of different directions. I could have done a capsule wardrobe group, or I could have done a travel group, or I could have done You know, ethical fashion group. So you have to think about like what is the group that's most going to be most engaged with your content and go from there. You can always sponsor um, another Facebook group or community or something like that if there's something tangentially related to your business. But yeah, start thinking about how you fit in. So if you make like, let's say you make gluten free cupcakes, maybe you create a gluten free desserts community. So don't be afraid to be too too niche in this. I think it's like pretty good, but again, don't shape it directly around your product. Like try to make it more general, like um, so that people will feel encouraged and not like they're just posting in some brand's group. Um, so that's something to think about um, before you start a group. Uh, the first thing you need to do when you start a group is, again, we talked about the privacy settings and stuff like that, but there's many sections of a group. So again, figure out like what your theme is. Um, you know, what is about, you know, what is it about? What is, um, what are the rules of the group? So there's always like rules and stuff like that. And now it's like very, I would say you can have, well, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but there's a lot of stuff you can do to keep the wrong people out of your group now, um, where, where it was like very different before. Um, but yeah, so start off with what about, you know, write your about page for your group, get a Google doc and draft it out and, you know, set that up in your group and to just start going with your group. You just make a group, make a name, pick a name for it make a group, write your about page, and you're going to need to add somebody into your group to make it real because they won't publish it otherwise. Um And so maybe ask a friend kindly if you can add them and then yeah, start promoting your group. There's a link you can get to your group. It's usually facebook.com slash group slash the title of your group. Um, and you can start sharing that everywhere to get people into your group. But again, you need to have a very clear point of view. Like you need to think of it like a brand. Like if this was a brand, what would the You know, elevator pitch before this group. So, why would people actually even want to join this? Well, it's a community of like minded women who love to travel sharing their tips on adventuring abroad. Like, try and come up with your little elevator pitch because that will make it easier to promote this as well. Now, thinking about where you can actually promote and how you can get members, well, there's a lot of different ways. Now, there's what I would call white hat ways and black hat ways. White hat ways are things that are totally cool. So like adding it to the end of blog posts on your website, adding it to your receipt, um, emails, uh, emailing and inviting your customers to join the Facebook group, posting it on social media on your Facebook page or Instagram page, your um, Pinterest page, asking friends to join. There's a lot of stuff um, that you can do um, to promote it. You can even make a homepage banner or put it in your footer. Just make sure if you're doing something on your website to make the links open up in a new window so that you're not losing traffic completely by sending them to another place. Um, But we've had a lot of success, I would say, primarily from having it at the end of our blog posts and stuff like that, um, as well as doing like an initial, I think, email to invite people to join as well now black hat stuff that i would not recommend doing but people do do this um is going and inviting all your friends to the facebook group you know if you have friends who you think would be relevant and interested in the content for sure invite them but don't invite everybody it's just you're gonna end up with a mishmash of people and you're gonna annoy your friends on facebook you can go into other like-minded groups and invite people um, publicly if there's a promotion thread or privately by DM. Again, I don't recommend this. I think it's kind of spammy, but people do do it. But I would look for groups that are relevant, um, who you engage with regularly and look for their promotion threads so that you can actually legitimately participate versus spamming people. Cause that doesn't look good either. Um, and then you can also do ads to promote your group for sure. And you can do some paid ads. Um, just make sure you're very clear on why people would join. Don't make it like a secret, and don't make don't be too clever. Like be pretty authentic in what what it is that you're doing in there and why. Now, when you are in the group, um, you can set up different admins. So you could be an administrator yourself. You could have other people be admins. We have six admins and moderators in our group so that people can post content and edit and remove content because you may have people posting who you don't want to post. Um, and there's lots of stuff you can do so you can create an announcements for the group. So you can, basically it's a pin post to the top of the discussion board and a great, that's a great place to talk about like, um, stuff like, uh, rules and stuff like that. Or in ours, we talk about, you know, if you want, if you know somebody who would love this community, like add them to the group and this is how. Um, and yeah, that's just start posting content. And the great thing about groups now is that you can schedule content. So when I first started with groups, you a had to interact as yourself. You couldn't interact as your brand. Now you can connect the group to your page, which is awesome. Um, and you could never schedule content. So you'd always have to go in here, which was so annoying. Um, now you can schedule it out, which is great. So there's a lot of stuff you can do. You can, um, you can actually do, uh, lives here um you can do photo posts you can post links you can do gifts you can do um polls you can do like little feeling statements you can ask people to support a charity um there's lots of stuff so you can definitely do a nice mix of i think promoting products from you know every now and then i would say no more than like once a week would i promote something uh producty in here in a in a facebook group um but promote your content and share your content and try to get Share other content you think would be related that your customer ideal customer would love to read. Do polls, start discussions. And once you kind of hit that position where you're hitting that sweet spot in your content, you'll start to notice that people will start starting discussions themselves and asking questions. And that's really when you know you've hit a really good point with your group. Um, again, you can post a lot of photos. They have a lot of tools now. You can look at group insights so you can see um you know, comments and posts and how many people have you have added. Um there's uh you know you can talk about like um all kinds of stuff. I would just really focus on what you think is important to your group and what would be interesting. You can also recommend other groups that they could join, which is an option as well. Um, and if you had any close contact with like some other groups that may be of interest and maybe ask them to recommend you. Um, so there's lots of ways to interact with your community here, but try and be authentic and genuine and really hone in on what would bring value into your customer, ideal customer's life, because that's super important. So if you haven't figured it out by now, I absolutely recommend having a Facebook group. However... I think it has to have the right setup, the right value proposition for your ideal customer. And you do have to have somebody who can manage it. Um, And at the beginning, again, that might be yourself and maybe you're scheduling out posts and that's great. Maybe you do once a day, maybe once every other day or something like that. Um, But eventually you want to have somebody probably moderate your group at a certain level. Um, I don't think I'm at the level, I mean, we have many mods and amins in our group. But I would say I wouldn't pay, well, I guess I technically pay people to moderate it because they work for me, but I wouldn't hire a specific Facebook group moderator. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, I think you're probably not going to do that until you hit about 20 or 30,000 people in the group because the posting frequency is going to go up so high and you're going to start getting more and more spam inevitably. Um, And you're going to have to regulate more of what people are doing. Generally, I would say in most of the groups I'm a part of, people are very well behaved, um, which is great. But absolutely, think about having a Facebook group and think about how it works in your engagement strategy. If your ideal customer isn't on Facebook, then forget about it. Don't focus on it. But if you have a slightly older customer, I think, um, or certain niche communities, like I would say, like a lot of moms are still on Facebook and there's a lot of mom groups and stuff like that active or um, specific communities like doctors and stuff like that. Um, you know, think about how you can carve out something on Facebook and a group for your brand and how would that work and how could you promote it? And again, Facebook groups for now are free. So why not just even claim one just to have it and you can start promoting it later. But I think it's a great opportunity for your brand to, um, build community, build engagement and have a focused community that you can go to, uh, for a number of things, not only to share content, but to get feedback and build engagement for your brand. All right. So that's a wrap on should you have a Facebook group. And if I've convinced you to have a Facebook group, uh, definitely head on over to at brave the pot on Instagram, and let me know. I'd love to hear uh, what you're going to do with a Facebook group and what you're going to call it, leave it on the latest post. And if this podcast resonate with you. The best thing you can do is rate it because it helps me get heard by more people and you help more entrepreneurs like yourself. Thank you so much for listening to Brave and Boss the Podcast and have an awesome day. Bye.